0: After 18 years of exploring various career paths, hoping to find more fulfillment, Deanna Francis decided to stop conforming to society norms. She made the leap from a steady paycheck and left her corporate job to explore her never ending curiosity. Once she looked inward to discover what energizes her, she began listening to the whisper, also known as her intuition. This led her down the path of entrepreneurship where she found a true passion for exploring ideas, getting out of her own way, and taking imperfect, messy action. Today, we are gonna dive in and talk to Deanna about values. Those principles or standards of behavior that are at our core and how your intuition already follows your value system, whether you recognize it or not. Now grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive into a new episode. Did you know that I am a brand marketing strategist and personal branding coach? I mentor female entrepreneurs just like you and help them connect and grow their audience to attract more clients using brand marketing strategies. What are brand marketing strategies? Well, I have six pillars of them. And we dive into each one of them in depth and go into giving you clarity, identifying your purpose, helping you tell your story so that you can connect with your ideal clients and grow your business. All of the information is on my website at www.therobingram.com. Just click the tab. Brand marketing strategies, and you will learn everything that I have to offer. I'd love to work with you and see your brand grow and become a huge success in your area of expertise. So, head on over to the website, and if you have any questions, just shoot me an email. I love to hear from listeners. My email address is robin at therobingraham.com. Deanna Francis, welcome to
1: the Second Phase Podcast. Thanks, Robin, for having me. I'm excited to dive in and talk all things curiosity and personal values. Oh, I
0: can't wait. You and I have had this discussion before, and it was so powerful, and we're both on the same page with all of this and how we can apply values not only to our personal life but also in our businesses as entrepreneurs, and I think it's going to really hit the nail on the head, so to speak, for a lot of the listeners Who might be a little bit confused about the path they're on or where they're going or maybe even those people who are contemplating a side gig or ditching the nine-to-five completely so let's dive in and we'll start with you please telling the audience a little bit about you Absolutely. Um, so
1: I actually started a podcast called lean into curiosity when I was doing some consulting work and I was bored out of my mind, if I could be totally honest. And so I was looking for a creative outlet and I was also looking to talk to other like-minded creative and ambitious women that were, you know, just a few steps ahead of me. You know, we, we hear so many successful thought leaders and entrepreneurs, you know, talking about making millions of dollars and how they grow this, you know, huge empire. And I was like, okay, just, just take me back a little bit. Like I need the grassroots approach. Like, how do you do this from where I'm at right now? And so that's why I started the podcast and it's been incredible. I've connected with amazing women like yourself, you were on the show, which is how you and I have realize we have so much in common. And, um, yeah, it's just taken off from there. I've, I've since created a workshop and a business from it. It's just amazing what can happen when you just start doing something for creative reasons.
0: You know, I've had a couple of interviews with people who use creativity for identifying their purpose. So I think things a lot of times come back to creativity as it's it's almost a route for self-discovery and pushing yourself into a different level or different realm because that creativity allows you to <laughs> almost be more creative, right? With, with where you're going to go with your life and your business. So I think it's really awesome that you started. First of all, though, like podcasting is not easy. So <laughs> for you to use that as your creative outlet instead of like painting or pottery <laughs> or something like really (laughs) yeah well it's funny that you say that because
1: i think it was just hearing so many you know uber successful people and i was like there's gotta be real life advice out there so not only was it creativity but it was kind of like i wanted coaching sessions and i wanted to talk to money mindset coaches and branding coaches and experts like yourself and And also, I'm on this path of personal development, and that's one of my core values, which I'm sure we'll dive into. And I think knowing that podcasting was more challenging uh, for me from that creative standpoint. It gave me the little pieces that that I needed with it, like the technology and learning about myself, where painting or pottery and things like that, they definitely get your mind going and kind of get you in a different energy state. But for me, it was like that techie piece. I was like, yeah. I want to figure that out too, which I fight with it all the time. Let's just get real.
0: Well, you and I both. And, but I think we're so like-minded in so many ways. And that was another component for me. It's like really figuring things out gives me that challenge. But yet once I've done it, I'm so satisfied and so excited. And the other, the other side of that is the learning component. I mean, how blessed are we that we get to talk to amazing people every week and learn from them and also share their wisdom and combine it with ours to help other people. It, it's just a really awesome experience.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I didn't think I was going to take every episode and really transfer that into my life, into my business, but it's it's every single conversation I had. I ended the conversation on my podcast and I took action from what they said. And now I have a business around personal values, which was my second episode on my podcast over a year ago. Like you just can't even daydream of things like that happening. They just happen, you know, I mean, by taking the action, but they
0: just unfold in front of your eyes. You're like, whoa. Well, and I think it's important to note here. Deanna, that you took action, but you don't hesitate to say it was imperfect, messy action. And to me, that's a huge, a huge lesson that we can share with people is just diving in and taking action is going to get you so much further than waiting and hemming and hawing to try to figure out how to make it perfect.
1: Yeah, I am. I I'm not an expert in a lot, but I am an expert in taking messy imperfect action. I encourage it. I think getting something out into the world is better than holding on to it. And for me, it's just, it's a weight off my shoulders and it clears this path for new creativity and new things to learn when you just get it out. And, and I have a guide on my website and I've changed the cover six times in the last month you know, and, and I'll probably change it a few more times. It's always evolving, but anything you put out into the universe can a be taken down or it can change. Sure. There's websites that capture your data and it'll show up on Google like forever or whatever that means. But for the most part, you don't like an Instagram live video. You said something wrong, delete it. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I think that says a lot to your values as a person and you're, so you started your first phase, you, you worked more or less in corporate, and then you decided to consult because you needed to be more creative and you were tapping into this inner self, I guess you'd say, right? And then, and then you started the podcast. And so here we are today and we're going to dive into values, which core values are significant for personality or personal life, but also not only personal life, but how we can apply those values in our business to make sure that we're working with the right people and we're setting ourselves up for success versus frustration and failure and mistakes over and over and over again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And going back to my corporate job, I would go to these conferences or just walk into a business that I was, you know, working on their product and service with them. And they would have, you know, core values, whether that was on their wall or on their website, or at these conferences, they would talk about core values and what was important to these companies. And the reality is every company starts with a person. So that person had to value something and then created their business because they valued that sure they've evolved and now their values are, are are more based on the the business and the employees and the clients and all of that but it all started with their personal values and so i think i don't think you can have a successful business i know you can't without first identifying what your core personal values are
0: as the owner of the business yeah i agree and so let's start with Tell us a little bit more about values in general. Like how would you describe them and how can we figure out what our values are?
1: Yeah, such a good and open-ended question and I'll leave it brief and then we could dive in a little bit further. But I believe your intuition already follows your value system. You're already making decisions in alignment with those values. Sometimes you just don't realize it yet. And it isn't until you hone in on the feelings that are attached to those values where you can really identify what is holding you back, what's making you not feel good about a certain area of your life. But you first have to determine what's important, why it's important, and then how you can apply those to your life. And what I recommend people do is... And I have a a three-step process to choose, define, and align. So I I start there. But I think it's about applying your values to little decisions in your life. Because once you're able to start making the little decisions going, oh, I'm doing that because that's important to me, then that filters over into the major, big, life-changing decisions, you know, when it comes to business and and just life in general.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It, it's kind of like with everything, we, we have to start small. But I think if we start, start small, then we can identify things so much easier than it, it's like baby steps. It's like when a child's learning how to walk, or a puppy's learning how to do stairs. It's one step at a time. And then you can gravitate towards what you felt or what was making you feel good versus frustrating you or feeling stressful, right?
1: Exactly. And just to kind of give you an example, when I was in the corporate world, climbing the corporate ladder, like recognition was really important to me. I mean, obviously, anytime you are on that level of getting to, you know, a director level or something high up in a company, you're doing it for multiple reasons, but recognition is a big one. Mm -hmm. And to me now, as I've evolved, that's not... A value of mine anymore. So what I tell people is as you change, reevaluate your values and what's driving you and what's helping you make decisions. And and for me now it's more about balance. I mm-hmm. want to feel balance in all areas of my life. I don't want one to over overshadow the other, you know, business, relationships, my well-being, my health, my spirituality, all of those are connected into balance, which I didn't have any of that when I was climbing the corporate ladder. There was no balance in my life, you know, and and you can relate to that coming from the pharmaceutical
0: industry, right? Yeah, absolutely. The the scale is totally off balance. One side is so much heavier than the other.
1: Yeah. And you probably feel more balanced now, right? Doing what Mm -hmm. you're doing.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I think with entrepreneurship, there are good days and bad days where that comes in, especially if you have a family, but for the most part, it's a great balance because I'm able to do what I want, when I want, and how I want. And that makes a significant difference when you're trying to keep the, the playing fields even across personal and business lives. Absolutely. And
1: also it gives you, I like structure, but it gives you the flexibility to, to build in different pieces of creativity and to maybe like the morning when you're more creative, right? So you have mm-hmm. the flexibility to work on different things in the morning, where at a corporate job, you're like, get in at eight, you have this meeting and then this meeting and I reply to these and they'll call it, you know, it's like, ah, we're, we're with uh, entrepreneurship, you have more flexibility, which again, is important to me as, as well, as balance too, so. Yeah,
0: and would you, do, would you say flexibility is also a, a core value? Yes,
1: yeah, so I actually have that built into another value of mine, and we can talk about that a little bit on how you really figure out like your meaning to the value. Um, so I don't know if you want to dive into
0: that. I would love to. Yeah. And I know you have, um, because I went back and I re-listened to episode two from your podcast, which I would encourage the listeners to, to listen to that. But you provide in the speaker's notes, if nothing else, they should go and get this resource, but you provide that list. It's like 200 words that are considered to be values. And so as a person trying to figure out what their values are, and I think you said like three to five. So you want to go through this list of 200 and then narrow it down, right, to yeah. to the point where you have three to five words that you know really represent you at the core. Yes. And then, and then let's talk about now. Once we have those three to five words, how do we go deeper into that, into defining that, like what you said?
1: Yeah. So I'll give you the in between from those 200 to where you get to three to five. So I have people circle the words that stand out the most, the ones that they can't imagine their life, relationship, business without. Mm-hmm. So those, those instant words go with your gut, it's going back to your intuition, right? It's already following the value system, so just go and choose as many words, or not as many, but I say like about 20 to 30, um, but as many of those words that stand out for you that you can't imagine your life without. And then you look for overlap words. So I'll give you an example. Let's say efficiency is important to you. Within there might be organization, cleanliness, because to you that might mean that if you are cleaner and your house is organized, you'll be more efficient or your desktop or your emails, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So then there's these overlap words. And and I walked the, the listener who downloads the guide or whoever downloads the guide, they go through this whole process in there. And then you get to those three to five. And what I tell people to do, and I have a deep dive session now that I, that I go into with people where I am asking the questions of how does this value make you feel? If you don't have this in your life, what is that going to mean for you? And so that is really how you can give your word its own meaning and then start to really align every decision with that in mind. Does that make sense? Oh, that makes total
0: sense. I love that. And I like how you phrase can can you live without this value in your life? Yeah.
1: So for just to give another example for me is freedom. And it's having the time, the money and the energy to do the things I want to do on my terms. And we just kind of alluded to that a little bit with, you know, entrepreneurship and the creativity. So that's how I build things into my value of freedom, because that gives me flexibility and it gives me you know the wonder and the and the curiosity that I love so much that's all really built into freedom so when I'm making a decision I go does this make me feel free does this give me more freedom or is it taking me away from my freedom and I'll, I'll give you an example um I left that consulting position about seven or eight months ago and I, you know, the contract was over and I got a call the other day that asked if they wanted me to continue the contract again, starting in a month or two. And it was really hard to say no, because it would be a nice chunk of change for the next few months. But to me, freedom's more important. And I don't want to be in a cubicle anymore. I just don't want to do it. And so I, you know, respectfully declined, but it was because I am so adamant about
0: following my core values. That, I mean, that's huge. That is so significant. Have you joined the Brand Insider private Facebook group yet? If not, head on over to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash groups slash the Brand Marketing Insider, where we make branding fun. Every day we network and build community and genuine relationships and learn tips all about building a brand that stands out and makes an impact. I'd love to see you there. And I know everyone else in the group would love to learn from you and connect with you as well. So head on over there and join the brand marketing insider private Facebook group. If we switch gears a little bit, like we've talked a little bit from a personal perspective, like ultimately that is a personal decision that is impacting your business life as well but when we talk about entrepreneurship and serving our clients talk a little bit about if you will um how we can apply values and how we can really search for those values that are going to give us the most meaning yeah and i'm going
1: to use a quote from somebody i admire named robin graham um but i might (laughs) i might butcher your quote a little bit but you said something on my show and it was You know, you can't effectively serve people if you are not first in alignment with your values. And again, I'm butchering your your quote a little bit, but it just resonated with me so much because you want to be working with people and on projects in your business that light you up. Sure, there's going to be mundane tasks until you can outsource things, right? When you're starting out, you're doing it all on your own. But you want to get to a point where you are working on projects and services with clients that are in alignment with your values. Because it doesn't mean we have to have the same values. You know, we're all going to have different values. And even if we have the same word as a value, we can have different meanings from an entrepreneur to a client, right? Um, that can I'm have glad some, you, yeah, yeah, I'm glad <laughs> you said that. Yeah, and so that's where it's... it comes to a point where it's like, our values are different, but we're on the same path. And so you're able to, when you align your values to your business, you then start to attract those clients that come to you because they appreciate what you stand for and how you make decisions and how you live your life. And so I'm not going to be working with somebody um, you know, on personal values who doesn't value personal growth and development and and learning. That's just not that's just not my person. We're just not gonna gel. and that's mm-hmm. okay. That I can't help that person if they don't value growth on their end. You know?
0: Absolutely. And what I'm hearing you say is that we need to convey our core values to our ideal audience, which we, have to define upfront so that we know exactly who we're speaking to, but incorporating our core values into our copy, into our social media posts or or whatever is going to be critical for attracting the right people.
1: hundred percent. And that's actually where I'm going with my business is after the potential client takes the assessment and does the choose to find an align guide, Um, they can then set something up with me where I do a deep, deep dive session. And then what I am giving them is a map of their personal values and how they can apply that in their copy, their social media, exactly what you're saying. And so what that does for their clients coming to their website and social media is it's, it's an easy way to filter out if you're a good fit or not. Mm -hmm. And so on my social media, I I am constantly like, I am doing this because freedom is important to me. I went on this adventure, even if it's not a crazy, huge, you know, like I flew to Europe and, and went on this backpacking trip, like just these little things that add up to the big picture to show the people coming to my social media and my website, what I stand for. And so that I'm glad that you really like brought that into the conversation because there are so many ways you can build it into your content. So many ways it's, it's endless and it's fun. That's the exciting part is, is finding new creative ways to do
0: that. Yeah. And I think when you do that too, you, and you're working with the right people that just adds that layer of, of potential balance in your life that you're, you're more able to achieve that, that level of what's the right word comfort security you know and balance with which so many people say oh there's no such thing as balance but I I think there is I I just I don't think you can you can say you never have balance there may be times when one thing is outweighing another just like one value may supersede another value and so it's every day things are going to shift and change and that pendulum's going to go back and forth but I think if you look at your time at you know a week at a glance a month at a glance you can see where things are relatively even like you may have spent 6 hours solving a problem for work but then you also spent 6 hours driving your child to and from xyz so mm-hmm. i think i think the more our values are aligned the more we're able to achieve that balance do you agree
1: yes and also this brings me to my point of your definition of the value And so for me, sure, like the actual Webster definition of balance, or as we know it in our minds, what we're looking at is that scale, you know, that's what we think of balance. Um, That's what we think balance is when we're thinking of it. But for me, it's, it's just, as I said, not, not one area overshadowing the Mm -hmm. other. It doesn't mean that one's not going to be more difficult sometimes but to not let, you know, my business get so, I get so in the trenches with my business that I am not taking care of my health, you know, or my relationship is, is hurting. And so it's your definition and that's what makes it so personal. And so, so empowering to understand what it is to you. So then you can start to go, okay what's balanced to me is this feeling balanced and then you can you know move forward accordingly
0: yeah yeah oh i love all this so okay i know you read a lot and i am always so intrigued by the books that you read and what what are a couple of your favorites that really tie into values if people wanted to take a deeper dive in so obviously they could work with you to take a deeper dive into their values or they could read some of these books that, you, that you've that you read that have really influenced you and, and your path. And
1: definitely. So one that always comes to mind when somebody asks me is You Are Not Lost by Maxie McCoy. And it's such a, it's an easy read and it's such a good eye opener to realize you're not alone. <laughs> you're always rediscovering yourself and on this new you know, path and and direction in your journey. It's just such a good book. Um, another one is Adventures for the Soul. Uh, I I think her name's Sarah Kaiser. You'll I'm sure you'll link it up. But that one uh, talks a lot about the nudge, and <laughs> yeah, there's just this. This little thing pushing you, um, and it really is about getting getting more intuitive. And one more, I'll I'll leave the listener with one more, um, Gabrielle Bernstein, of course, and yeah. the universe has your back. That was a catalyst to um, sitting with my feelings and really opening up my mind to to not overpower my intuition. It really, which sounds so interesting because it's like, you, you know, you have your, your head fighting with your heart and it's which decision's the right decision. And I don't really think there's a right or wrong. It is a decision, but that one really opened up, opened up my mind to, um, yeah, just
0: getting more in tune, I'd say. Yeah. And I love your work with, and how you associate intuition with the values and how if we really if we follow our gut i at least 9 times out of 10 we're going to be be pretty on target with our decision making yeah but it's how do you follow your
1: gut right how do you right. quiet
0: right. How
1: do you yeah. quiet quiet all the outside noise and the internal dialogue you got going on in your brain you know this like is this right is this wrong Blah, like i was just talking about but i think it goes back to the little decisions that you're making in your everyday life you start practicing those enough and you start kind of playing with it a little bit i'm gonna i'm gonna make a different decision today instead of that one that my gut said and see where it goes and before you know it you can you can trace it back and go oh my gosh those six times out of ten i didn't follow my intuition and this is what happened and then before you know it going back to the the scale tipping in what direction you're nine times out of 10. And then it's it, it becomes second nature, which yeah. is first nature. Your intuition is first nature, right? <laughs> or whatever that saying is. But yeah, then it becomes, it becomes, I don't want to say thoughtless, but you can just make, it's just a
0: fluid decision-making process. Yeah, versus going back and forth and taking so much time to make a decision. And this is so important because I think you know, in life and business. And I historically am not known for making decisions quickly. Like I, it, I struggle with making decisions. So this is a great, I think a great tool to apply to our everyday lives. And then just, and I, it takes work though, right? Like this isn't something we can just do overnight. So, but we can apply this to these little decisions and then watch to see what happens. And if, if you want to track it, journal it every day, but it's, I think as we do this and progress, I know it's helped me. So I know it'll help others as well. Yeah. Can I give you an example? Yes. I'd love it. Okay. So
1: adventure, I've mentioned that as being a core value of mine. And when I was doing the consulting work, I had a three hour commute round trip. And I'm not super into traffic (laughs) at all. But instead of going into my day with this negative annoyed mindset, I thought, I'm going to make an adventure of this. I'm going to take a different route. I'm going to stop at a different coffee shop. I'm going to actually leave 10 minutes earlier and stop and get a smoothie at my favorite smoothie place. So as I say, these adventures don't need to be these big extravagant adventures. Make your daily commute an adventure. And I'm telling you, that is what got me through the last three months of that consulting contract, because I thought I was going to go crazy doing that commute. and. Yeah. Just building it in. That's just one example of how I do it in so many different areas of my life.
0: Oh, I love that. It's a concrete example that we can apply. I love it. Yep. Yeah. I like adventure too. So that's, that's a great example. Okay. So Deanna, I know that you have something to offer the guests or the listeners. You're my guest to offer the listeners. (laughs) Um, What is that and where can they find it? Absolutely. So it is the personal value guide,
1: those three steps that I mentioned, which is choose, define, and align. And it can be found on my podcast website, which is leanintocuriosity.com. And I know curiosity can be a tough one to spell. I spell it uh, wrong a lot of the time. So I'm sure you'll link it up in the show notes.
0: Yes, I will definitely link that up in the show notes. And if they want to connect with you and learn more about you, where do they do that? The best place to find me is Instagram, and
1: there I am, at I am Deanna Francis. And I just have to say one quick thing here, because I was on Facebook and Instagram, and since January 2020, I have minimized my social media, (laughs) because I was looking for more balance in my life. And that really helped me. It's nothing against Facebook. I think it serves an amazing purpose, but just for what I was trying to do with my business, I really needed to focus on one platform. So just to kind of throw that out to the listener, um, don't feel like, I mean, you still have to have a Facebook if you have Instagram. So I still have one connected behind the scenes, but don't feel if you're overwhelmed with social media, don't feel obligated to have every single one.
0: Yeah, that's Is that a true. good piece of
1: advice? True. Would you agree?
0: <laughs> no, I, I would absolutely, absolutely agree. And, you know, I just started a Facebook group. So that has added a whole different level. And so I've kind of shifted from so much time on Instagram to focusing more on the Facebook group because I can actually... I don't know, I just feel like I can teach more there. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's, that's how I've kind of shifted, but I can't leave Instagram because I have so many valuable connections there. And to me, like um, building relationships and, and connection, that's one of my core values. So for me, I, I can't turn my back on those relationships. So I'm gonna be there for the long haul, But yeah, but it's a very, very valid point. And I think as, as people are looking at their core values, you know, where, where do you align, which platform more aligns with, with your core values?
1: Exactly. And it doesn't mean that I'm away from Instagram forever or from Facebook forever. And and I like it because it does give you that ability. Like you said, the groups, I mean, it's phenomenal for that. And six months from now, I might start you know a facebook group and completely change my direction but that's okay that's all Absolutely. part of you know this fun creative process right? right right it's the ebb and flow of creativity and business yep definitely so don't feel that you have to minimize it but don't feel if you're on all social media platforms that you have to go today and get rid of one of them and that's not what i'm saying but just really look at those as part of the small decisions when you are looking at your your personal values and for you connection so it makes mm-hmm. sense for you to be on both. And it's not that connection isn't important to me, but right now I'm focusing on that balance and that freedom and that time management.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so important. Very yeah, important. this was a great conversation. Thank you so much for being here.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me. And I, of course, look forward to staying in touch with you because you're always posting such amazing content. I learned so much from you. So thank you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> And that's a wrap friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? That would mean the world to me. It will also help others find the podcast. I really look forward to getting to know my listeners. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? You can find me at TheRobinGraham. You can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn as Robin Graham. And I invite you to join my private Facebook group, The Brand Marketing Insider. Please spread the word about the Second Phase Podcast. Until next time, remember to smile.